welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for our show, Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Welcome. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we'll visit another one of our favorite topics, clairvoyance. We'll approach our exploration and discussion of this important soul ability as it truly is, seeing with the eye of spirit. Pretty much everyone knows that most of us look and see in this world with our two physical eyes. What a lot of people still don't really know is that we also all see spiritually and energetically from an entirely different level of consciousness. We are consciously seeing with the single eye of spirit. Why is it a single eye? Because spirit sees the whole undivided truth, whereas with our body's eyes, we see the divided world of bodies divided in time and space. In spirit, we experience everything at once. There is no time or distance, so there is no linear sequence of events. In this world, our physical universe, we experience everything as separate things and as events that unfold or happen in a linear sequence of past, present, and future. We experience time only when we are being a body. That's why when we are in a deep state of meditation and are much more directly aware of spirit, we tend to lose track of time. For those of you that meditate, I'm sure you know that experience. When we are truly in the present, we are at peace, not regretting the past or being anxious about the future. When we step out of time and division and look as spirit, we see a completely different, expanded, and radiant life. We call that seeing clear seeing or clairvoyance, borrowed from the French words for clear seeing. Many people are not aware of their own clairvoyance at all. To some, it's a woo-woo kind of joke. And to a lot of people, clairvoyance is limited to either the gifted minority of humanity or worse, the cursed minority. (laughs) To some, the mention of clairvoyance conjures up sorcery and the devil. But Isn't it interesting that clairvoyance does touch a nerve for most people one way or the other? Few people can leave the topic of clairvoyance alone. That even the idea of clairvoyance brings up fear or celebration means that there is an intuitive knowing in most everyone and it's somehow important to their lives and more so to their purpose for being here. In fact, It's telling that most people start becoming actively interested in clairvoyance in some fashion as they begin to seek their awakening. Does that mean your innate 
clairvoyant ability is somehow connected to your enlightenment? After all, what happens when you wake up? In your physical life, you might wake up and smell the coffee, but in your spiritual awakening, you wake up and see the truth. What's making this time period in our society, in human history, concurrently amazing and ridiculous, incredible and incredulous and brilliant, as well as bordering on insanity, is our awakening. Humanity as a whole is waking up. But every one of us is in different phases of this waking up process. So while some of us are just waking up to the reality of being in a completely dysfunctional family, others of us are waking up to the crisis of global warming. Some of us are just becoming aware that human trafficking has been a highly organized crime against humanity perpetrated by a minority for insane financial gain, but even more so by those who lust for global political power. Meanwhile, others of us are just waking up to the daily tyranny of oppressive regimes and corrupt corporations around the world gorging themselves on the lifeblood of the masses. Yet, whether we are waking up to our personal wellness or a global crisis, what's driving our underlying awakening process is us seeing and experiencing more of who we truly are. When a young woman whose greatest concern has been to decide what she would wear to the next club and find out how many followers she has on Instagram starts to awaken to the truth in her life is so much more than appearance, being liked, and partying, she may become interested in the plight of, for instance, at-risk children or of endangered species around the world. Or an old man who had been completely set in his ways, stubbornly holding on to tradition, just because that's how things have been done for centuries. He begins to see that sooner than later, the end of his life is coming. He may wake up to the fact that he doesn't really know who he is and for what purpose he was here on earth. His world begins to crumble that he staunchly believed in, and he feels lost and alone, struggling to find a new foothold. Then he may ask for the kind of help that he never dared to ask for before, such as getting a reading. He opens himself up to something bigger than he is as one individual person. No matter what stage of awakening you might be going through at this time in your life, it comes about from your seeking of the truth of your own beingness. When you look out into the world and others for truth, you are seeking truth in that which is divided and cannot be true. Truth is whole and limitless, so you need to seek it within the limitless wholeness of your beingness or spirit. As you do, more and more of your real life and self begins to emerge. This process is what we also call your clairvoyant development. You are relearning to see more clearly and discern the truth or what is from all that merely appears to be. We've said many times that everyone is already clairvoyant. If that's so, why does it seem so hard to wake up and see ourselves, others, and life more clairvoyantly? That reminds me of the old hit tune. I think it was from the early 
60s, right? Neil Sadaka or somebody. Breaking up is hard to do. Do be, do be, do do. <laughs> I was singing to myself <laughs> while listening to you. <laughs> Waking up is hard to do instead of breaking up is hard to do. But even that great awakened one, the Buddha himself, is known to have said that it's hard enough to be born human, but it's much more challenging to fully wake up. But everybody listening, don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> That's another song. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. I love that song. I think we should do an episode <laughs> just all in musical form, all songs. And, you know, that would be fun. Anyway, yes. Hey, because songs are written for important things in life. Well, I started looking at what made it so hard for many people to realize that they are already clairvoyant and start to see so much more clearly their lives, themselves, and everyone else, even when I was growing up. Back then, of course, I didn't even know enough to understand what was going on. I assumed that everyone saw the same as I did. Of course, it took a few years to realize that they didn't. Then it took me a lot more years to discover that that wasn't true either. I realized that everyone did see as I saw, and way more oftentimes. But what made it appear that I saw more or that I was clairvoyant, but they weren't, was that I just happened to recognize more of what I was seeing, and they didn't recognize as much of what they were seeing. I had to learn that distinction from years of teaching people to see more clairvoyantly. Let me give you an example from the so-called normal physical kind of seeing with your two eyes, right? You open your eyes and you see, you close your eyes and you think you don't see. Well, if you have any physical vision, You're seeing all the time. Whether you have your eyes closed or open, whether you're asleep or awake, 24-7, if your physical eyes are working, you are seeing. Yet most people assume that if they close their eyes, they no longer see anything. But is that really true? No, of course not. Just because we might close our eyelids doesn't mean that we cease to see with our physical eyes. Our eyes are still operating. They're still seeing as well as when our eyelids are open. What makes it seem like we're no longer seeing anything is that the only thing that we're seeing when our eyelids are closed over them are the backs of the eyelids. (laughs) (laughs) with possibly a little bit of, you know, when you close your eyes and pay attention and you're in a bright, you know, sunshine or in a bright room, some of that light goes through the eyelids. So you see a little glow, right? So you're seeing kind of the backs of the eyelids and the darkness from, you know, 
having your eyelids closed, but a little glow comes in, and you might start to notice, you know, it's a little bit maybe pinkish, orange, or yellowish, or whatever color you pick up. And then sometimes, if you really pay attention and you're really relaxed, you might even start to see little lines of the tiny blood vessels, you know, where it's a little different, different density when the light flows through the eyelids. So you're seeing, actually, a lot. It's not as interesting as when you have your eyes open and you can just look everywhere and see all kinds of stuff. But when it comes down to it, technically, we're still seeing. The eyes don't stop seeing just because you close your eyelids, right? You stop, you get a little reprieve from seeing all kinds of stuff when you close your eyes. Then you can sleep and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so the question isn't about whether you're seeing or not in this example. It's about how much and what of what you're seeing do you recognize consciously at any given time? And in terms of first, that you're seeing, okay? So instead of assuming, I'm not seeing anything because my eyes are closed, right? That's just an assumption. It's not true. So first, you have to recognize, even with my eyes closed, I am. My eyes you know, are still working. I'm seeing. Then, second thing, what am I seeing? So like in the example I gave with the eyes closed, oh, I see kind of dark areas and areas that are a little bit lighter. There's a glow and then even little specks of stuff. And so, finally, the third thing, knowing what whatever it is you're seeing means to you. So in that example, oh yeah, that's just the light coming through my eyelids. Or I'm seeing the, you know, little blood vessels in my eyelids. You recognize not only that you're seeing and what you're seeing, you understand, oh yeah, how come I'm seeing it and what is it about? Seeing clairvoyantly is exactly the same. It's just not in relationship to your physical eyes seeing all the time, but instead in relationship to seeing in and as spirit. So back to what Raphael was saying earlier in the show, that waking up shows up differently for each of us because we're at different stages of our awakening process. Yet, however our individual waking up process shows up for us, it's part of the unfolding or unveiling of more of who we are. So early in the process, we may express our awakening by pursuing our lifelong dream of whatever, or enacting a more global change through political activism. Yet, sooner or later, our awakening brings us to the essence of awakening itself, waking up to who we truly are. That beingness that we wake up to is what we call the limitlessness, 
the timelessness of spirit. That which is, thou art that. I am that I am. That's essentially what's drawn each of us tuning into our show. Your compelling interest in that which is called spirit, the essential nature of your being. That too is the destination, if you will, of our clairvoyant development. Only with the eye of spirit can we see spirit. That's what is truly meant by the phrase, see with your heart. Your heart is not, this heart is not your physical organ that pumps blood in your body. It's the center of your beingness. It's the oneness of spirit. Seeing with your heart means seeing with the openness and the oneness of spirit or seeing with the single eye of spirit. That's why I've always loved and have used Jesus' line from the Sermon on the Mount as the best instruction for and description of clairvoyant development. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we purify our mind of all the divisions and divisive images, thoughts, and feelings, and restore it to the purity and wholeness of spirit, then we will see all. Ooh, our first break is coming right up, and we have good news for you. Our next teleclass, Got a Problem? Psychic First Aid, will be on Saturday, March 23rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. Find out all the details and sign up on our website. Uh, Look for our website, March Events, calendar section at www.michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, to sign up. Join us for this wonderful teleclass and learn what you can do psychically, whether you've got a problem or not. (laughs) We'll come back in a couple of minutes to continue with clairvoyance, seeing with the eye of spirit. And I just wanted to remind you that uh, from the second part of the show on, we will open up the phones for call-ins at 1-888. Let me try that again. (laughs) 1-888-346-9141. We'll be right back. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to our topic of exploration. Clairvoyance, seeing with the eye of spirit. I just wanted to remind you that we are taking callers today. So here's the number once again, 1-888-346-9141. And uh, have it be a question in relationship to today's show, which is clairvoyance, seeing with the eye of spirit. All right. So one of the things that uh, was kind of interesting for me as a younger person in my clairvoyant training, because I actually sought it out. You know, there's if there's something you want to be trained in on earth, there's somebody who's out there to train you. And I was very discouraged for a lot of years until Spirit kept showing me this funky little house in San Jose, California. And I'm like, really? <laughs> of course, we didn't think that way back then. We didn't say, really? <laughs> But uh, I did find that house, and and I found the clairvoyant training. And as I was getting my training, I remember uh, telling my parents about it. And at first, they were pretty skeptical because uh, being the religious people that they were. But my mother asked me a question once is, how do you get started with something like that? Mm, That's a good question. It was a good question. And um, the intuitive answer I gave her, I thought, was still stands today which is you have to pay attention. And paying attention is interesting because um, it's more than just looking with your eyes, for instance. It's paying attention with your whole beingness, and that's where clairvoyance comes in. Clairvoyance starts to open up in many of the other psychic abilities, um, such as clairaudience and and all kinds of other um, abilities, including being able to move objects and that sort of thing. So paying attention, and when I answered that question to her, she went, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, Michael was talking before the break about one of my, also one of my favorite quotes um, from the Sermon on the Mount, as um, said by Jesus himself, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we purify our mind of all divisions and divisive images, this is what else he said. If no, that's we, what I said. Yes, this mm-hmm. is what Michael said. <laughs> After the blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall be, see God. He said, if we purify our minds of all divisions and divisive 
images, thoughts, and feelings and restore it to the purity and wholeness of spirit, then we will see all. And I thought that was very powerful. Uh, Michael, you want to expound on that? Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I got from the first time I heard that passage from Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, he was a master, definitely, but master of also keeping things simple and concise. And that's that's been one of the difficulties for a lot of people. It's too simple, too concise. <laughs> and just like Ravi, I just said, you want to expound on that? It's when things are too simple and too concise, it, he gets right to the point. Blessed are the pure in heart. Isn't that interesting? I'm sure, you know, uh, he spoke in Aramaic probably at that time. And I don't know what the, I don't know Aramaic or anything or what the actual uh, translation would be, but, or what exact words he used. But he knew that those who can hear, those who can see, can see. Those who can hear, can hear. So, just like Raphael was talking about paying attention, when you're listening to someone, is it just with your ears that you're listening to? What, just the words, and then you look up the words in the dic- dictionary, and then you figure it out. What does that mean? No, way more. That's, that's just the intellectual part. And sometimes that intellectual part gets in the way of really hearing what someone's saying because you get stuck on the words. You get stuck on what the definition of that word is. It's really interesting. When I was uh, learning from my teacher, you know, he kept it really simple too. And so sometimes he'll use the, quote, wrong word, a word that doesn't exactly mean what he's saying, huh, but it didn't bother him because he's teaching us clairvoyance. We're, we're supposed to look, we're supposed to see. And so, so, hey, if you couldn't see what I meant just because you got hung up on some wrong word I used, that's your problem. <laughs> that's, that's the difference in when you're, when you're, developing your clairvoyance, developing your psychic awareness and abilities, you got to be able to look for yourself and don't get hung up on some word somebody uses that to you, according to the dictionary or something, means this, this, and this, but that person uses it to mean something else. It's that you, you can look and see did they make a mistake or they're just saying what they wanted to say and you have to see what that means. And that would, boy, that would solve so many communication problems, wouldn't it, between people? Because, well, you said this word and the other person says, yeah, well, this is what I meant. Well, that's not what it means. If you use this word, here's the dictionary, I'll prove it to you. You know, it gets into that and has nothing to do with anything. What? Communication's communication. What if two people are communicating who are from different countries and they speak completely different languages? Huh. 
So none of the words mean anything intellectually because if you don't know that language, you don't know the, those words. So what you hear the other person saying is, might as well be, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. You know, sometimes I've seen it in a couple of cartoons, like Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Sometimes, you know, the, the what do you call those balloons? The thought balloons come up and he's hearing the human saying, Snoopy, or something like that. <laughs> it's really funny. But that's what happens, doesn't it? Dogs, cats, you know, animals will hear you. But they can't talk to you in English or German or Spanish or Chinese or anything, right? No, they don't know the human languages, words, but that doesn't mean they don't hear you. They see you, they feel you, they hear you. They're using all of their being, like Raphael said earlier, to recognize, to understand, to, to see and experience much more of who you are and what are you communicating. I think next week's episode is going to be on your aura. Yes. As that's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to take it from this uh, communication about clairvoyance, seeing, to, oh, yeah, everyone communicates all the time. Whether you're saying something or anything, doesn't matter. You could be stoically, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to show any expression. And, but you can't help it. If you're clairvoyant, you see their aura. You see their energy. So even if somebody's trying to hide something, ah, that's the part that so many people are uncomfortable or outright afraid of clairvoyance is because, oh my God, then you're gonna you're gonna see what I'm thinking about you, and I think. I'm trying to be politically correct, but you're going to see what I really meant when I said, hi, nice to see you, and <laughs> didn't say, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we teach one of the first things. If you can't laugh, you're not going to make it, people. <laughs> <laughs> when you start to really see and experience what other people are thinking, especially say about you, and sometimes it's not going to be flattery, okay? Sometimes it's not going to be nice and kind. And especially when you walk out into the cold, cruel world out there. <laughs> so, so then it's not toughening up your armor and, you know, bite the bullet and handle it. No, it's being able to go, hey, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? And their judgments. If people judge you, it doesn't matter harshly or, or wonderfully, if they judge you, is it your problem? No, no. You, you don't have to get stuck with somebody else's judgment. You, you just have to be able to 
not get stuck with it. If you try to solve it, oh my God, this person doesn't like me. This person thinks I'm an idiot, whatever. Or this person thinks I'm too fat or, you know, I'm ugly or whatever. And you start to worry about that. You're taking it on as your problem. One of the things I like is being able to catch that kind of information from another person allows me to make better decisions about how I deal with that person. Yeah. Okay. So if this person hates my guts, but they're being nice to me because for whatever reason. They want something. They want something from me. Okay. Well, uh, I don't have to, you know, fall for that. I don't have to get invalidated. I don't have to get angry even that this person's a liar, you know, or a cheat or a con artist. Hey, just like Raphael said, it's great that you get to, you get to uh, experience and know that. You get to see that and you go, oh, great. Okay, I know how I'm going to deal with this situation. I don't have to be conned. I don't have to be scammed. I don't have to, I don't have to even feel bad about it. This person is the one who's creating the karma, creating the problem. They're going to have to solve it sooner or later. And all I have to do is say no. And yeah, all I have to do is say, hey, have a nice day. You know, nice to talk to you. It's see you great. next lifetime. See you. <laughs> hopefully, I don't have to see you next lifetime again. But if I do, hopefully you've grown and you're not going to try to play these games again. You know, and, and you, you have a great day. You go on, you're still free. But if you get tangled up in it, then if you make it your problem saying, oh, what's wrong with me? Uh, why did I get, you know, uh, scammed? Hey, some of the best of us get scammed. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been scammed or conned somewhere along the way, you know, maybe you don't learn something. Or you've done it so many times before that you don't have to. You don't need that lesson. You don't need that lesson anymore. So that's how we learn and grow. The thing is, if you learn the lesson, you don't have to go through it again. Or if you do get presented with it again. It's no big deal. It's no big deal because you know the answer to it. And usually that's the hardest time is like a final exam. And then when it comes along again, and it does... Uh, from time to time because this world is a cyclic world and things come around, you know, like the seasons. So you get a stormy season of of con people in your life. It's all for the benefit of your learning. Yes. And that brings it back to that line from Jesus. Blessed are the pure in heart. What does that mean? Pure in heart. In the heart, the center of your beingness, inside, within. It's not your physical heart. It's not, you know, uh, just in your chest or something like that. No, it's you, spirit, in the heart of everything. The essence of everything is you as spirit. In that, do you have enough of that in your mind? Or is your mind full of divisions, full of divisive images. And one way to call those divisive images, uh, probably it'd be safe to say most all of them are in some form of judgment. So 
the minute you put a judgment thought in your mind, you've divided your spirit. You can't really divide spirit, but in your mind, you've divided it from, okay, this part's whole, this part's broken, right? Judgment. You'll notice every judgment really starts with fear. When there's no fear, there's no judgment. Ah, even so-called good judgment. If you'll notice, somebody who insists, I'm a good person. Yeah, they get really offended if somebody says they're bad. They're afraid that that's true. There's no fear when you know the truth. Yeah, when you're not, when you're not afraid to be just as you are, then anybody else's judgment's not going to cloud your view of yourself. You'll still love yourself just as much. Now we've got our second break coming up. And as you know, we like to announce some of our upcoming events. If you understand German or English, join us in beautiful Switzerland this June. First, Michael will be teaching an evening seminar based in, uh, or a seminar in Basel at the PSI Verein on Wednesday, June 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. It'll be on Using Your Intuition, How to Find Your Own Answers and Navigate Your Life. Then he'll give an evening workshop in Zurich on Friday, June 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. on Get to Know Your Friends in Spirit, Angels, Guides, Teachers, and Other Helpers. His evening teachings will be followed by an in-depth weekend seminar in Zurich, Saturday and Sunday, the 8th and 9th of June on Unlock Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Mediumship to Create a Joyous Life. These are sure to be amazing experiences for everyone. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know about this. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to June to find the details and write-ups in English and German, as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers' sites to get all the details in German as well as to sign up. All Michael's teachings in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. We'll be back with Clairvoyant Seeing with the Eye of Spirit in just a bit. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you keep past regrets, hurt, pain, and disappointment with you for years or even a lifetime after the experiences? Feel free to clear the air and express yourself as a creative, intuitive, and powerful woman. Listen to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with host Andrea Lewis. Andrea and her guests will show you that whatever happened in your past, it doesn't have to define you. Get ready to bring joy back into your life. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. 
Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Today we've been exploring clairvoyance, seeing with the eye of spirit. And... um, you know, Michael is talking in a very deep level about clairvoyance, and I want to go a little bit more to the surface here. Something simple. Um, when I was developing, over the years, I've been developing my clairvoyance. One of the things um, that I always come back to is that paying attention thing. It's it's kind of fun, actually, is I pay attention to some of the uh, thoughts as well as pictures, you know, that come into my head such as um, in the morning when I'm blow drying my hair and the only thing I can hear is the noise of my blow dryer. So I, I, and it's a boring job to blow dry hair, especially when you've been doing it for so many years. So a lot of times that's when a lot of information will come in for me uh, on a clairvoyant level, sometimes even on a clairaudient level. Um, but my one of my favorite things is Uh, A little practice, actually, I developed for myself just for fun is when the mail comes, I like to just open up and see what's in the mailbox before I actually open the mailbox. And sometimes the image comes in my mind before I even ask for it. So, oh, today I have the gas bill or today I have a letter from somebody I haven't heard from and it's this particular person. And um, I discovered that when I practice really simple sort of um, neutral, in neutral territory, you're not actually communicating with another person like what Michael was talking about. When you are working, using your clairvoyance with other people, that's a whole new way to communicate. It's a new way to approach life in a way and your relationships. And to practice it, starting with really, really simple things and on Paying attention, what comes into your head? Sometimes it's just someone else's thought that happens to be in the car next to you. Sometimes it's actually an image of something that's very important to you or a message from spirit. And I find that to be very, very helpful in developing my clairvoyant certainty. 
And Michael will be talking about that a little bit towards the uh, end of the show. Um, Meanwhile, we have a caller on hold. I'd like to call in Raven from Florida. There she is, looking all bright and shiny and green. Hi, Hi, Raven. How you doing? (laughs) Good. Good. Do you have a question for us? I do. So, um, I've been studying your book and I've been practicing some things and I'm trying very hard to understand how to, how to separate other people's judgments without taking them in and feeling invalidated or sad about them. (laughs) That's a very good question. That's a great question. Uh, How old are you, Raven? I'm 36. 36. Yeah. Uh, about, well, you're, you're just starting to uh, recover, so to speak. You're, you're healing yourself from something that happened in your late, mid to late 20s. Could be in a relationship or something. But you got a little bit torn apart. And, and, and this is one of the things that you've, you've had a... a recurring thing over the course of lifetimes where you're very interested in telling the truth. You you see a lot. You are very clairvoyant and you see a lot and you see what's going on and especially you see what's going on behind the scenes or you see what's going on with people who don't want them seeing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's pretty really stands true to who I am, yes. Yeah, and it is. It's uh, You're very interested in uh, the three cornerstones of your existence as a being has been uh, freedom, truth, and justice. <laughs> and so you're, you're very much, uh, uh, what would you call it, a... a rebel <laughs> with a cause if you will and or at least you're looking for a cause most of the time so this makes you kind of a target of a lot of uh anything from invalidation to criticism to judgment and and fear um, you may not look at yourself as someone to be afraid of for somebody else you go gee you know i'm i'm just I'm just me, and I'm I'm not carrying a gun, or I'm not carrying a knife. I'm I'm not a uh, you know uh, abusive person. Blah blah blah. And so, what would anybody be afraid of about you? Well, the fear starts to come out from them just being around you a lot of times, especially people who have things to hide. Because even though they can say there's no such thing as being psychic or clairvoyant or whatever. They, they are psychic. They know when someone knows. And so when they're around you and people have something to hide, they, the fear starts to come out. The other part of it is even people who don't have anything to hide, at least not in that sense of manipulation and secrecy, but it's they're, they might also have just fear, not about you, but they have fear inside of them. And when you're around them, you start to help them. You're a a healer as well. And so you start to help them let go of the fear that they're unconsciously holding or consciously or unconsciously holding. And as that fear starts to come out, 
you often feel it. And and as a little girl, uh, when you're growing up, I see you a lot of times thinking you were the one who was uncomfortable or afraid, when in fact, most of the time, it was the other person you were around that you were healing that was releasing the fear and you start to feel all that fear coming from them. So you might have thought, gee, I guess I'm a little afraid of being around strangers or strange people or people I don't know, things of that nature, but that's not true. You, you kind of come alive when you're around a bunch of strangers. And you're, you're in a bit, there's a part of you that's like a firebrand, you know, and you're going, okay, folks, <laughs> here's, here's the deal. Here's what's going down. And, and you guys better prepare. You guys better know what's going, going around. And everybody looks at you, either scratches their head and saying, what is she talking about? Or they get afraid. Or they decide, hey, we gotta, we gotta get rid of her. We gotta shut her up because she's, you know, blowing the whistle. And so there's, in many, many lifetimes, you've been a whistleblower about many different things, and you actually like doing that. It's not the whistleblowing part that you like. You like the truth to come out. You know, when you go to a a, a party or something, a social event, and you want to really get down and you don't like small talk. You don't you don't like to talk about, oh, it's a nice day today, isn't it? Oh, I like your dress, you know, that kind of stuff. No, you want to get down to what's really going on in the world. What's going on in your life? What's going on in the other person's life? So you're constantly looking. You're a good example of what I was talking about earlier, that everyone's clairvoyant, and but everyone's looking all the time and seeing. Well, in your case, you're more conscious of it. And that's why you experience a lot of this invalidation. And you're wanting to learn how to, how to deal with the energies that you see and feel and pick up from other people. Number one thing yes. is uh, you've listened to some of our other shows, right? And when we taught about grounding. Uh-huh. Yes, and I have your book, too. Oh, great. Yes. So practice that. The book is You Are the Answer by Michael Tamora. Yeah. Practice that grounding. And with that, letting things go, letting things pass right through. Right. So when you do that, wherever you hold on to things is where you're resisting. But most of what I see with your resistance, unconscious resistance, is you resist liars. (laughs) <laughs> you resist people who are hiding behind, you know, false pretenses, things like that. And there's a, you got a hot spot for that. <laughs> like most of us. <laughs> yeah, but you especially, you, you really don't like people who lie and cheat and steal and, you know, uh, do things uh, covertly and all of that stuff. And there's a lot of people with a lot to hide. And so, and you tend to, you know, find them everywhere, too, because of who you are. And so then for you, it's especially important to be able to laugh and joke about it and not take it so seriously. Because like I mentioned earlier in the show, when you take it seriously and when you start to try to solve what's wrong with somebody else, you know, their problem, that's when you start to get stuck with their energy. 
If you go, oh, yeah, this person's lying, that's their problem. You don't have to solve it. Don't let it stick to you. Yeah, don't let it stick to you by trying to solve it and getting unhappy about it. If you get unhappy about it, you're trying to solve it. You're making it your problem. But if you go, oh, yeah, that person's lying. And then that's going to change the way you're going to deal with that person, how you relate to that person. You don't have to, you know, uh, make yourself believe what that person you know already who's lying is saying to you. You just go, oh, this person's lying. Okay, great. Now, if it's a person you're interested in, person you care about, and you want to help them to get out of lying so much, then over time, hey, how long did it take them to become a really good liar? A long time. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to solve that. You're not going to even help them get out of that overnight. So what you have to do is just go, okay, am I willing to... You know, look at this as a long-range uh, uh, curriculum, and you, little by little, you start to plant the seed and and help them start to go. Okay, you have to look at how come they're lying. Well, obviously, they're afraid. What are they afraid of? So get to the root of it, which which is what you're really good at. So start to look at, and this is where clairvoyance comes in not just for you, but for everybody. Everyone has that experience many times, even in a day. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That's clairvoyance. They're they're seeing it. They're seeing it, even if you can't describe in visual terms what is it exactly you're seeing. And and uh, but you're still using your third eye, your sixth chakra, and you're still seeing the more the truth of the matter that someone's talking about. So so that's what you're using. And as you start to go, okay, what's this person afraid of? Oh, they're afraid that I'm not going to love them anymore. They're afraid that... You they know, won't be able to control me. They won't be able to control me, whatever. Then you go, okay, then you could even... You know, see where it goes. You can make fun of that and go, ah, so, you know, why do you want to control me so much? And then they get all defensive and everything, and you can laugh. And you can just say, oh, just joking. But you're planting the seeds. You're, you're letting them know, hey, guess what? You might be hiding this, but I already know this. But let's make it fun. And so, you know, how long are you going to play this game, Right. So if you right. do it in with fun, with amusement, it's going to work. It may take a while, but it's going to start to work. Little by little, it's going to start to, uh, the, you plant the seeds and, and it starts to grow. All right? So that's the, the, the mantra for you is lighten up. <laughs> right? Okay. Lighten up with okay. especially heavy stuff, important things. Enjoy it. Laugh a lot. And and don't take people seriously, especially when they have a problem. And then you'll be able to, when you want to, you'll be able to help them. The other thing I would recommend is to continue studying Michael's book and practicing those tools because the more you're in your own space in the center of your head and grounded and a body of glass and all the things that he teaches in the book, 
um, the better off you're going to be working as a clairvoyant. Yeah. And have you been taking a psychic training or class or anything like that? Um, I haven't tried just yet because I kind of feel like I need to master some of this more simple stuff first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, kind of find some place where, where it teaches on a simple level and and get going on it. Or you can go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. And when you do, you get a free download uh, recording of a two-hour meditation that you can practice to start with. Yeah, with the spiritual tools. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Remember to check our website events calendar for details on our upcoming events at michaeltamora.com. Next Wednesday here on Living the Miracle Radio Show, we'll look at and continue with our discussion on clairvoyance. It's called, What Do Your Aura Colors Say? Join us to find out how to shine your colors even more. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.